Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Com and definitely check out those shows as well. Karen Duffy is the author of Wise Up, Irreverent Enlightenment from a Mother Who's Been Through It. Karen is the New York Times bestselling author of Model Patient. She is a producer, actress, and former MTV VJ. She has written for the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and O, oh, the Oprah Magazine. She lives in New York. And this is one of the episodes guest hosted by bestselling author Allison Pataki. Hi, I'm Allison Pataki, and I am here with Karen Duffy, author of the incredible new book, Wise Up, Irreverent Enlightenment from a Mother Who's Been Through It. Karen, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's really a gift to share the wisdom of the Stoic philosophers with as many people that can listen. Absolutely. you are. This book is definitely a gift to the world and to readers. I cannot tell you, I laughed, I cried, I learned so much about you and just about how to live a good life. Will you just start by telling us how and why you wrote this book, Wise Up? Well, I wrote Wise Up initially as a, I was contracted by a publisher to write a book for millennials. And then I was like, no way, like, I can't do that. That's not my metier. So I gave the money back and I wrote the book that I wanted to write, which was how reading the Stoic philosophers and connecting to classical wisdom has given me a scaffolding, a backbone. It's helped me think when I don't know what to think. And so the book's thesis is based on a Stoic philosopher named Epictetus. And he said, if you make beautiful choices, you will make a beautiful life. And that reverberated through me like a firecracker in a silverware drawer. I'm like, yes, it's so simple. Making beautiful choices, you will make a beautiful life. And so I wrote the book as a series of essays. And then I felt I really wanted the reader to feel like I had my arm around their shoulder and we were having a conversation, but I wanted this radiant feeling of love. And so I asked my son, may I address the letters to you? Because there is a Stoic tradition where they wrote in the epistolary form, meaning they wrote letters to each other. So my amazing son said yes. And I said, are you sure? And he said, I'm just going to ask you, use my real name because I'm really proud of you. So it was very nice that my son, Jack, allowed me to use his name. So Jack stands in for the reader. I just want, I just wanted to get into the intimacy of, of a letter. Oh my goodness. Pr- he's proud of you as he should be. And also you can just sort of feel it, the radiating love, radiant love, as you said, for him too. And just what a wonderful young man you're raising. And what we're, I'm going to come back to Jack in one minute, but will you just tell us all, for those of us who, unlike you, are not able to quote the Stoics, you know, ancient Greek and Latin uh, Roman philosophers at will, which you're just amazing, the knowledge and the depth of familiarity you have with these Stoic writers. Will you set the stage for all of us? Who were they? Why do they have such a prominent role in inspiring you and in, in your life journey and how you wove them in, not only to your life, but into this book? So it's interesting. We're familiar with the word Stoic, meaning a stiff upper lip. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with the Stoic philosophers. The word stoa in Greek means porch. So in the golden age of Greece, Plato had his academy. Aristotle had the peripatetic school of philosophy, meaning he believed that our highest thoughts came in parapatu when we were walking. So he had the walking school and there were all these philosophers, but they were hidden away. And the Stoics said, no, this is a philosophy for everyone. This is simple, practical guide points. It's interesting that after Emperor Constantine of Rome was baptized a Christian, and all of the philosophers were banished. But what's interesting, they left the writings, and a lot of that became the New Testament. So the Stoics call on us 
to act for the greater good. Uh, Marcus Aurelius says, how long will you wait to expect the best of yourself? So I love that these are they are uh, very clear and practical, and it is not bogged down with a lot of language, which when you think about philosophy, you imagine people in turtlenecks, smoking galois, and finding it to being impenetrable. So I find that Stoic philosophy and Epictetus, there's a beautiful translation by my friend Sharon LaBelle called The Art of Living. And that book is a masterpiece and changed my life. And I highly suggest that we all read that. Every page has maybe five to 10 sentences. So for moms who don't have time to read books, this is a perfect book. But it's really, it's impacted in my life where I can handle the fact that I live with chronic pain, chronic illness. I have multiple disabilities. I had a career at one point and then got sick and I had to mourn for my old life and figure out a whole new life as many people do. And I have just found the Stoics to be a wonderful motivation. So I've been reading them every day for 30 years, and I think I'm a slightly better person for it. Just, you know, some light stoic philosophy over breakfast, right? You said your family, you're always reading, you're always discussing this. It's been just part of the fabric with which you've raised your son and built your whole life, right? And also... Thank you for teaching us all how to pronounce Epictetus. <laughs> I, loved, <laughs> I, I loved reading everything you said about him in the book, but I didn't actually know how to pronounce his name. So there you go. There's there's many, when I stick to uh, Epictetus. There are a few Greek pronunciations. But yes, it was interesting. So in our family, there's no tech at the table, only the sports pages and philosophy books. And I figured at some point, my son might actually crack one open. And I am a reader and it's interesting. My husband and son are jocks and they read, but not to, I think, the passionate level that I do. Like I can read a book a day. I can go to bed with a book and my husband wake up and I'm, I've just finished that one and I'm on to the next. Like <laughs> I, I have read myself a new brain. Mm. And what I love is that we forget 80% of what we've learned the day before. So unless you write it down and teach yourself mnemonics, little memory aids, we often forget. So I've really made an effort to memorize quotes so that they live inside me. And so if somebody's really being a jackass, I can just remember that Marcus Aurelius says, the best way to deal with an adversary is to not be like them. So then I'll try not to be a jackass and it seems to work out. (laughs) And and it also seemed to work out that your son absorbed it, that you got through to it because we hear from Jack at the end, he writes a letter back to you. And gosh, how did you feel when you read his letter? I mean, you know, Allison, it was amazing because this is my book and he's grown up with me writing and uh, collaborating. And I travel the world speaking about Stoic philosophy. I'm actually off to Greece in two days for a week to speak at three conferences, which is amazing because I am with like the greatest human library of modern Stoic thought. And I'm like, and I'm the person from Dumb and Dumber. And the philosopher that is putting it together, he was like, duff. I don't know how you do it, but you find all the funny stuff oh. in, in philosophy. And I was like, because that's what I look for. Yeah. Like you're looking 
from an academic perspective, I'm looking for a way to take these ancient ideas that feel as if the ink is still wet. They feel so modern and contemporary. So reading Jack's letter was such a gift. I had to, you know, I asked him permission and then I asked him to read the book. And then he said, you know, I'd like to write a letter back. And we always kind of joke around because in France, if a mother posts a photo or writes about her child, that child can then sue the mother in court. And so I was like, in case you're litigious, just make sure you read it. And it was really beautiful because he lists all the, he always says, you know, mom, it just seems like the mother is the worst role in all the books. And he's like, you know, Daisy Buchanan in F. Scott Fitzgerald. She's like, he's like, we don't even hear about little Pammy, the daughter. So he he was very funny and saying like, I'm, I'm proud that you're a good mom and a good writer. Oh my and goodness. Was Greek fire ignited in my heart. <laughs> exactly. And the evidence, the, the proof is in the letter. You pose this question to the reader that you've, it seems like you pose to yourself basically every day of your life, which is this question of how does a person live a good life? You know, how do you define that? And then how, how would you define that for us? Well, I think in order to live a good life, which the Stoics would call eudaimonia, Mm -hmm. and they didn't believe in chasing after happiness because happiness is fleeting. And that that wouldn't be worth your time because it would never happen. You could never really be happy all the time. They are more after purpose, what they call flourishing. And so I heard Joe Biden give a great definition of finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. And he said, having your purpose is having something to love, something to do, and something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And I think that you may not get all three on the same day, but it's a great idea to have that in the back of your mind, something to do, something to love, something to look forward to. Part of but my daily life is I live with a chronic illness. So it takes me uh, about two or three hours when I get up in the morning to take medicine that I'm well enough to put on clothes. Otherwise, I'd be doing this topless. <laughs> so in this quiet time, I write thank you letters. And that is part of my practice. And I don't have a return address because it's not about the idea of you know people expecting people to respond. There's no, you know, there's no pressure. I am just sending a thank you out into the world. Mm. And it could be somebody that I read about in the paper or someone local. And I just love sending thank you notes through the US postal system. That is a great little gift for me because we all have a lot of obstacles. And I think it, it allows me to find something to be grateful for and then share it. And then when I'm ready to attack the world, I'm like, wow, okay, I've done one thing. And again, having my, the the Stoics always talk about like, you know, having manageable steps. Don't, as Martin Luther King says, you you don't have to take the whole staircase, just take the first step in faith. So just taking small actionable goals is a way, I believe, that you can find your purpose and live happiness. And I think 
right now we're all in this sense of transition and being awake to that and taking actions where we understand that we have a choice. We can be useful or useless. Mm. And every box I can tick that I've been a bit useful is a win. Oh, I love Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That you also write a lot about humor and how you call yourself, you look for the imp of the perverse, whether it's in <laughs> motherhood or marriage or friendships or your professional work. And so, can you talk a little bit about how you bring laughter into human connection and just everyday life and your relationships? Well, it's interesting. Laughter is the way that that homo sapiens groom each other where primates you know will truly groom each other with their monkey paws and going through their monkey fur but in humans the way it's laughter is essentially social grooming Mm. and i read that on all these match.coms the first thing that people want is somebody who's funny. But then I think, are you funny yourself? Like, so I think people are a lot more humorous that we're not professional comedians, but finding the lighter side of life is such a gift. And that I read that laughing for an hour burns off like 200 calories a day, uh, 200 calories an hour. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) maybe that will be my physical fitness plan for, uh, this upcoming fall. <laughs> it's a win-win, right? And then you, yes, exactly. everyone around you gets to win too. <laughs> Can you talk about just your background and sort of your journey to get here with your chronic illness and your pain and not only how laughter has been such a medicine for you, but how the stoic philosophy has been and just sort of how, how you attack each day as a survivor and just with your incredible outlook. And I'm just, I think we're all, you know, inspired by you. Thank you. I feel so grateful for every day. And so I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis of the central nervous system. So it's a rare disease. And I grew a tumor, a lesion in my brain that grew so big and your skull is a contained environment. So it crushed 
the nerves from about my ear to the top of my shoulder. So this whole part quadrant of my body is, it feels like I have this evil phantom parrot that just landed on my shoulder and it pecks and bites it and it it doesn't stop. And so I realized that in medicine, we often used so many warlike metaphors, like we're going to battle this, we're going to blast it, we're going to kill these cells, and we're going to, you know, eradicate it. Like, and, and it's just so many warlike metaphors that I told my doctor, I was like, whoa, I'm a lover, not a fighter. And if I hated my illness, my incurable illness, which I don't give up on by saying that, but hopefully there'll be a better treatment. But if I hated sarcoidosis and if I hated and feared chronic pain, that would be fearing way too much of my life. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I had to, you know, they always say you're suffering with an illness. Well, I'm not suffering. I'm not enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I would say I am peacefully negotiating. I am cohabitating with it. And I think that comes from acceptance. And I got here because I have spent just maybe five minutes every day reading through the Stoics the way you would a devotional. You know, it is a philosophy. It's not a faith, although it is connected. Many faiths draw from the Stoics. But just the beauty of being a leader, being kind. Marcus Aurelius says, when you arise in the morning, Think of what a privilege it is to live, to laugh, to love. I mean, that to me says it all. So if I could read that in the morning and I'm ready to go face the subway station at Union Square. (sighs) Absolutely. Karen, what advice would you give to aspiring writers? To aspiring writers, I would say, thank you. Keep writing. I have a very a very well-known writer who's one of my best friends. And she is infuriated anytime anybody writes a new book because she just is like, nope, like books are mine. And, and I was like, okay, that's not the way. I feel that the best advice that I ever got was to get as much black on white, get as much ink out of the paper onto the page. I still write longhand. And every day from one to three, are my writing hours. I have my reading hours and I have this set time where I work with an editor. And that to me is a great relationship. This is within the past, say, six years. Prior to that, I was always doing it on my own, but I found being accountable to an editor. And reading, you can't be a great writer without being a great reader. And books are not lumpless lifes of paper. They are minds alive on our shelves. Galileo said that, and he said this in the 1500s, he said, reading is like a superpower where we can transcend time. So I just think if you're going to be a great writer, you've got to be an even greater reader. Absolutely. So that that is what this feels like. It feels like you have invited us to come sit on your porch with you and just hear your mind, and you're just sharing the wealth and the wisdom that you have acquired through study and life and experience and love and relationships and loss. This book is truly a gift. I just, I love this book. I I dog-eared and wrote and read with a pen because 
I love your advice to just come back and memorize those little nuggets and quotes. There's, there's so much in here to digest. Are you, I know you're writing now every day from, you know, your designated hours of one to three. Are you writing your next book? What are you working on now? Yes. Well, I have, I'm a producer of a new film coming out on September 30th, which just premiered at the Toronto Film Festival last night. It's called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. And my son's babysitter, he, he was a film student at NYU. And he's such a great, smart kid. So I saw his first movie, which won the Tribeca Film Festival. So we started a production company and we made a documentary about Bill Murray, which closed the Cannes Film Festival last year. And this is a story that is an amazing, it's a true story. Andrew Moscato is the producer and he was the gentleman that was a student when I met. And we were out at a party and I introduced him to a journalist friend of mine. And he asked the greatest question. He asked her, what is the best story that you never reported on? And she told us the story of the greatest beer run ever, how in 1967, Chickie Donahue, who lived in Inwood, who had served as a Marine, Six of his best friends were drafted. Inwood in northern Manhattan is a zip code that had more more young men drafted than any other zip code in the U.S. because of it's a population of working class immigrants. And so Chicky got on a munition ship and snuck into Vietnam with a duffel bag of Paps Blue Ribbon and brought Paps Blue Ribbon to his best friends who were serving. So last night, all the veterans were together and the actors would star Zach Zach Efron, Russell Crowe, and Bill Murray. And it is a beautiful film. So I love working on that. I've got another film. I'm speaking all over the world about Stoic philosophy, which is such a gift. And I have a new book uh, that I'm working on right now, which is about liminal spaces, the in-betweeny time. Amazing. Liminal is such a great word, right? Liminal. I don't know that everyone, you know, uses that word that regularly, but it's such a great concept. Was that also from the Greeks or is it, is it Latin? Yes. A Greek. In Greek, liminal means your threshold at your door. So you are, we are standing and it's, and I tend to write to women. And we often, I think our lives change so many times and that, that we are on, I think coming out of, we're within a cultural revolution uh, and women are the leaders. And I love that Seneca said, every new beginning comes at some other beginnings end. Totally. So, you know, my kid just went away to college and I am figuring out a whole new life and, and it's beautiful. And when when people are saying, Oh, empty nest. I was like, do I look like somebody who needs a full nest? I mean, I am, I, this is the way that mothers know that we've done it right is when we become obsolete, when they Mm -hmm. fly the coop. Mm -hmm. So I just, when I dropped Jack off at school, I said, you know, I gave him a hug and I just, just remember your mother was your first home and now you're out in the world. So absolutely. Karen, because of you, I used that quote for my own Mm -hmm. daughter at the beginning of her new school year too. This book is just chock full of 
wisdom and love and just pearls that we can all live by. How can readers find you and connect with you and and learn about all of these amazing, exciting projects you have going on? Thank you. We have a website called Wise Up Stoic, where we have lots of information if you'd like to read more about Stoic philosophy. And I'm at Duffy NYC on Instagram and Twitter, and and you can find the book anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So you're headed to Greece, you're producing mm-hmm. movies, you're working on liminal space, but uh, nothing liminal about this Wise Up, available mm-hmm. to readers, irreverent, enlightenment, from a mother who's been through it, Karen Duffy. Thank you so much and just all the best. And we are going to keep reading everything you're putting out. Thank you so much, Allison. Right back at you. Can't wait to read your next one as well. All the best. Thank you so very much. Great to meet you. Bye-bye. Cheers, honey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com